Hello and welcome back to The Shakedown, an F1 and motorsports learning podcast. My name is Ellie and along with Moni and Hannah, we are learning about F1 and many other motorsport series too. In this episode, we're discussing the recent Goodwood Festival of Speed, new tyre allocations for qualifying in Hungary, as well as looking at what unique events have happened at Hungary. Then, to celebrate our 13th episode, we combine Taylor Swift and all your favourite F1 drivers. As always, if you want to get in touch or you have suggestions of things you want to know about, you can find us on Instagram at Pretty Girl F1 Club and on Twitter at PGF1C or you can follow us on TikTok at PGF1C. But for now, enjoy! Hi everyone, welcome back. Hello. Hello. It's good to have you all joining us. Today's an exciting day because this marks our 13th episode, which is an exciting number if you're a Taylor Swift fan. So we've got some exciting things to uh, play around with later and we are very much excited that you are also joining us. So guys, what have we got to get into today? So it is Hungry Week. So we're going to talk about Hungry. We're going to talk about some new trials that they're going to run that they were meant to run at Imola, but they obviously Imola didn't happen. So we're going to run them here. And mm-hmm. then there's some, we're just going to talk about the track a little bit because it is a very interesting track for a few different standpoints. And then we're going to honor the 13th episode. Oh, and we're going to talk about Goodwood too. We're going to talk about Goodwood this past weekend. Forgot about that for a second. You know, we're talking about Goodwood, but we're, you know, since it is the 13th episode, we're also going to, you know, do some Taylor Swift rankings and, and classifications, if you will. But yeah, I miss anything? No, no, that's the that's right. Let's let's start with Goodwood. So you mentioned it happened uh, last weekend. Come on, what do you know about Goodwood? Um, nothing other than it's from the way people have talked about it. It's like old drivers or current drivers basically go and drive different types of cars around Silverstone. That's my understanding. <laughs> We're seeing like all the posts about it this weekend and like having people talk about it and being like, oh my gosh, that's there, I want to go. Was that like the first you'd ever heard of it? Yes. Sure. Okay, so let me try and do a little bit of a brief history of it then. Goodwood Festival of Speed, as it is known, is an event that's held at Goodwood House in the UK, late June, early July. It deliberately avoids coinciding with an F1 weekend so that F1 cars, F1 drivers, F1 teams, a lot of people can come to it because it's quite a historic event basically the the guy who owns the goodwood estate lord march the duke of richmond in the early 1900s basically he was like i want to bring motor racing back to this place it's really cool it's got loads of history but unfortunately maybe fortunately i don't know he didn't have the permit to host an actual race there so instead he hosted it on his own grounds and did like a bit of a festival, the Festival of Speed, as it's called, instead of being able to host a race because he couldn't do that. Interesting. So a rich person decided to said, just decided fast cars, go zoom. Okay. Zoom in. That's definitely one way of putting it. It is. <laughs> there's a few iconic parts to it. There's like, it's got it's a few different events, I guess, at the festival. But the probably the most iconic one is the hill climb. Mm-hmm. Hannah, tell us a bit about the hill climb. So the hill climb is nine... 10 corners, nine corners. Nice. It's a course. Goes up a hill. <laughs> climb up a hill. They <laughs> basically climb up a hill, but it's a timed lap. Right. Now, I've clearly never been to Goodwood, so I've never seen it in person, and I do want to go one day. But there are records set every year. There are X, Y, and Z. The one thing they do not do is time the motorcyclists. Mm-hmm. So they, they say that they time every hill climb. They don't. And there is reasons that they don't. The last time a hill climb was timed for a motorcycle, it killed the driver. Yeah. 
there have been a few accidents there. I think there have been three deaths, maybe four deaths yeah. at Goodwood. So they have tweaked and changed the rules a little bit. But the hill climb is probably the bit that people know it for. So it's like the track, I think, for the hill climb is about 1.2 miles. It climbs like 300 feet, roughly. Like it's quite a steep track. And the most recent record was actually set last year by a former driver called Max Chilton, which, and it took him maybe like 40 seconds, which yeah. that's quite quick for going up a hill for 1.2 miles. Like, like it is. Yeah, 39.081. Yeah. And the previous record had been set by an F1 car. Now F1 cars can't run the track uh, because they, because of safety reasons. It's no, they can't do official timed runs. So they do demonstrations. You might have seen uh, that both some of them, well, some of the McLaren drivers, some of the uh, Williams drivers, and I think Seb all did a lap in or a demonstration in a former F1 car. But yeah, other than that, they're not allowed to do official timed runs for safety reasons. Is that where he got Mick and mixed in his dad's car and his yeah. suit and all that? Yep. Also, shout out to the Mercedes admin. Shout out to the Mercedes admin. Some quality, quality images coming out this weekend and some just some really lovely ones as well. Mick, you can do donuts now. Love to see it. The, there's, other, there's a couple of other features. We're not going to go into all of them, but there's a few other sort of notable features. One of which is the soapbox challenge. Now, do you both know what a soapbox race is? We did talk about you it. You me it's like prof- professional cars. I mean, professional drivers. Little, what's the word? I can't think. <laughs> little soapbox cars? Yeah, like like little, like the ones you do at camp, basically. <laughs> you know how the climb is an uphill? Mm-hmm. This is a downhill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For context, Moni is lying on her bed, holding her head at the thought of that. Yeah, so as you can tell, it's a little bit chaotic. Now, a lot of big companies take part. Bentley, McLaren have competed in the past. It ran from 2000 to 2004, but like had loads of famous drivers and stuff like that piloting them. But basically, there were just too many accidents. So they capped the cost of the cars, but the costs were getting too high. It, they did it once in 2013, but basically... It wasn't safe. It was very expensive. But, it, it, you know, it was a lot of fun. And I think, Hannah, correct me if this is wrong, the Red Bull soapbox race still happens every year. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? That is completely so. Red Bull started the soapbox race. But it was the difference between the Goodwood soapbox race, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, please, is that the Red Bull soapbox race is not for satire, but it is hand-built. As for where mm-hmm. Goodwood, you would spend the money to get a, a good car, a good yeah. pedal car, if you will, to go yeah. downhill. So the Red yeah. Bull one's the one where they like launch yourself off like a pad into water, right? You know how there's a video of Seb floating around in a Mario costume? No. Okay, well, yeah. I'll send it to you later. That is a soapbox race for Red Bull. I and mean, there's one of Max, too, and he broke the front wing off of his little car mid-race and just rolled right over it. <laughs> right over it. Are we shocked? No. That Max did that? No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. So yeah, so you know, Goodwood had had a few sort of exciting, more gimmicky things. It it's known one of the most iconic things about Goodwood is the hay bales. Um so you, if you've seen any footage from this last weekend, you've got these hay bales. There was a particularly delightful shot of a car driving into the hay bales on Friday, I think. Um, unfortunately, it couldn't have been Saturday because Saturday's got cancelled because of bad weather because lol, sols, UK. But yeah, one of the most iconic things is is the presence of the hay bales. That's how they sort of distinguish the track. And, you know, I'm not, you're not discounting the hay bales as being very entertaining, but can you imagine if they solved the Austria track limits problems with hay bales? Just imagine that for a second. I have a feeling it would be very akin to the Chicago NASCAR situation. <laughs> If you don't know what I'm talking about, please go back and watch as 
think it was, I don't remember which turn it was, but they had higher barriers in the sharper turns to avoid any harm. Problem was, is that even with water in these tire stacks, the car would lodge itself underneath the tires and the car would get stuck. And then the driver being as stubborn as they are, would try to reverse out and just burn their tires on wet Chicago streets. It's just not, it's not a good time. It was really dumb and they did it anyways. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, we saw Jensen Button burn some incredible tires on that NASCAR car at the weekend as well. He really sent some smoke up and shredded those tires. Uh, because one of the other things that you see at Goodwood is there's just a lot of cars there. They, I think, uh, since 2000, they've had the supercar paddock for like road supercars. Like these cars can do timed runs if they want to. And basically, it's become really common for people just show off at Goodwood. It's become a bit of a bragging ground somewhat. And so, like, you see, like, sports car manufacturers come and show off their new uh, models, mass-produced models, working concept models, all of these kind of things. So, yeah, they uh, they Why compete. not? Yeah. Exactly. Why not? So, yeah, but the, the probably the biggest thing is the hill climb shootout or the Sunday shootout um, where people try and race for the fastest time. Now, question for you. Which Sky Pundit set the fastest time in one particular year at Goodwood Festival of Speed? To my knowledge, there's only one. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say... If it helps, it was 1994. Nope, it does not help at all. Sorry. You're asking me to reach into the back of my brain. That's not fair. No, I believe in you. So, are we talking about, like, the the just, like, the main Sky Pundits? Are we talking about the pundits that they invite? Just the main... Main people. So it was not Nico Rosberg, no. Well, Nico wasn't even racing back then. Was he? You know, I know. I didn't know that. I was trying to think of people who you would pull in. The only one I could think of who they'd pull in would be Nico Rosberg. Um, oh no. I don't... Have one guess. Take one random guess. Name a random Sky Pundit, both of you. Three, two, one, go. Oh, it's gotta be David Crofts. Brundle. Sorry, Money, I missed what you said. I said Brundle. It was Brundle. Yeah, Martin Brundle. Oh, I forgot that Martin was one. That's. I'm sorry. I apologize to Martin Brundle right now because he's great and I adore him. Yeah, to be fair, like when you actually think about it, like if I would say it, my guess probably would have been Jensen. Like yeah. that would have been the person who I would most have expected to. But no, he's not. I, I'm going to see he's done this year. But other than that, he's not set any records there that I have become aware of. So... Yeah, good with us on speed. For anyone who went, I hope you had a fantastic time. I'm very jealous uh, because you got to see the delightful Sebastian Vettel, who there's an adorable video of him going around uh, with a little girl in his car, like putting this uh, young fan mm-hmm. in his car and just has done some really great interviews that you can see that are floating around. Um, the Williams guys were there. Oscar was there from McLaren. I'm not aware any of the other teams were there, but please do correct me. Oh, Mercedes was, was Mercedes was there. George Nick usually there, does yeah. a show run. George usually does a show run, but he didn't do one this year because George did it. Mick George did it. did it last year. I know that. Yeah, George did it last year. Mick did it this year. I don't think any other current grid were there. Mick got me emotional this weekend. That's all I'm saying. No, the only current the only current grids that were there were Williams and McLaren. Because Lando was there on Friday, I know that, because he, he was there with Quadrant. Oh, nice, nice. Well, yeah, any other quick questions on Goodwood Festival Speed before we move on up? No, but I want to go now. Well, one of the things that this is segue nicely into Hungary, one of the things that was filmed that I've seen teaser trailers for on YouTube, I think, maybe on Sky, what that was filmed at Goodwood is the junior commentary that's going to be shown on Sky Sports for Hungary this weekend. So what they've done is they've 
partner with three young budding race fans, budding commenta- commentators, and they're going to be providing alternative commentary this week. I'm not entirely sure on how the details are, are working on it. I don't think they've quite been released yet. But one of the things that two of them have done was to interview Sebastian Vettel at Goodwood Festival of Speed. They watched him drive. I think it was him driving Nigel Mansell's car, but he did two runs in two different cars and I can't remember which way round it was. But yeah, that's one of the things that you can look out for this weekend if you like fancy giving it a watch. The idea is it helps to appeal to a younger junior audience, of which I am not. But I may stick it on for the kids if I think they'd be interested. But, you know, I think alternative commentary is great, but truly sometimes you just want to know what's going on in the race. <laughs> And you want to trust Crofty with that information if you watch on commentary that has him as your commentator. So I think it'll be interesting to see how it was. Other than that, with Hungary, we've got a few other exciting things to look forward to. So we've got new qualifying tyre rules. Now, do either of you know much about these? To be honest, it's been wiped from my brain. That's fine. I just thought I'd ask before I delve into an explanation of it. Mon, anything you know? No idea. So as Hannah said earlier, this is something that was supposed to be introduced in Imola, but obviously the Imola Grand Prix was cancelled. So what they've done is they've they've called it alternative tyre allocation. And it follows a little bit more of a similar pattern to the sprint shootout, where they set which tyres you can use in different qualifying sessions. So the stipulations mean hard tyres in Q1, medium tyres in Q2, and soft tyres in Q3 if the track is dry i'll come back to that in a little bit the whole point of it because there's a lot of questions of being like why do you why do we need to do this the whole point of it is part of their efforts to improve sustainability so what it would mean is rather than using each team using 13 sets of tires for the weekend they actually only use 11 sets of tires so if you were to add this up that's 40 sets or 160 tires being saved over a weekend if this was implemented on all 23 races it would save 3680 tires so this on top of some of the stuff they're doing with tire blankets and all of that kind of thing the idea behind it is sustainability it's not to be difficult it's not I don't even think it's in terms of like, oh, greater entertainment or greater strategy. I think part of it is a genuine desire. Now, there will be those parts of it because what you'll see is different strategy changes because looking at a hard tyre, it might just end up being one long run in Q1. They might not come back to the pits to change tyres because typically we know that the hard tyres take longer to run in. They take longer to warm up. So you might see people staying out and doing whole whole Q1 on the same set of tyres. Now, part of this is you'll probably see lap times improve throughout the session. So we saw it in, was it last race in Silverstone or was it the week before in Austria? bit of both i think where like checo particularly missed out because he went out too soon and the track was warming up drying all of those kind of things so i think we may see some of that come into play particularly in q1 seeing sort of these huge lap time improvements throughout qualifying and obviously we'll see huge improvements as they go up the compound down the compounds through the compounds i don't know as they move sort of from the hard to the medium to the soft because you would expect those to be faster so far any questions on any of that no i do think it's really interesting that they do this now especially at this track because this is a track where qualifying matters Mm. quite a bit is it because is it hard to pass or is it just just how racing it is it's a narrow track it's not insanely difficult to pass but it is difficult not saying it hasn't been done though no not at all but i 
the other one that they're doing at in the future is going to be Monza. So those are the two tracks this year that they're going to be doing this test at. So again, very interesting choices. I'm so with you, but like it almost would have made more sense at Silverstone. Yeah, here's my thing though. What it's going to do is it's going to give us a level playing field to actually see if the upgrades on the lower pack cars are doing something. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting after sort of some of the conversations we had on last week's episode about the difference between McLaren, Mercedes, Ferrari in terms of tyre warm. Because actually you'd think that maybe a team like McLaren, who can like struggle to warm their, their tyre, no, sorry, who can, no, they do, do they struggle to warm their tyres? No, they overheat their tyres real quick. Then and Ferrari, who have overheating problems, might do better in Q1, whereas we might see the Mercedes struggle a little bit because they really do struggle to get heat into those hot tyres sometimes. And Hungary is a warmer track, so hopefully you won't see as many issues with that. But I do think that it will be really, really interesting to see how some of that plays out. And like you say, I'm fascinated to see a bit more of a level playing field with some of the upgrades and stuff like that. I think that'll be good. So they're doing this this weekend, and like I said, they're doing it in Monza. After that, the FIA, F1 teams, they're going to vote and decide whether or not they're going to adopt it as something for next season. My gut says they probably won't, um, but it will be really, really interesting to see how it plays out. What What do you reckon will happen this weekend? Do you think we'll see some shock exits in Q1, particularly Q2, just using that hard tyre? I think it really depends, honestly. I, You know, like you said, Mercedes struggles to warm their tyres, as mm-hmm. where McLaren and Ferrari, they overheat really quickly. So it may not be like... It may not be a very good way of telling, you know, mm-hmm. how it works, but it will it will give the teams a view of how the other teams are working, what what they're sure. getting, what they're doing. Because if you are, if it's like the sprint shootout where they're required to use, and correct me if I'm wrong, when, the original sprint shootout format where they were required to use new sets of each tire. Yeah. Then the then all this is doing is giving the teams views of the other teams. It's giving insight right. to what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong, and what they have that the that the other one team might not. It's not going to change anything from a viewing perspective because you're taking away the strategy. The reason that so especially in tracks like this, tracks like Monaco, tracks tracks that are low passing where qualifying matters, which means that qualifying strategy matters. You're taking mm. it away. You're making it. You're, and I'm, I'm not going to say that it's going to be a boring weekend. Hungary is never particularly boring, and we will get into that later. But that being said, there is not a lot of anticipation that surrounds the track. So, do you not think there'd be any? There'd still be strategy in the Q3 session. Probably, yeah, a hundred percent. You know, because I mean? they're all on softs at that point, which is what you'd expect them to be on. Mm-hmm. Now, to my knowledge, actually, I, uh, let, um, please do correct me if this is wrong. I don't think they have to be new sets of those tyres, do they? I don't see why they wouldn't be, though. No, it's, it's the hard tyres. I wondered whether they'd be new or slightly scrubbed. Fair enough. I mean, like, either way, the having a new set is better for strategy and better for yeah, sure. run. So it's I wouldn't see why they would use a new a, a scrub set, especially where, you know, they aren't yeah, given yeah. a choice. That being said, if they are willing to sacrifice their scrub set to get some places on Sunday they think they can mm. if they're not red bull and max mm. then that's totally fine but in my personal view of you know it's kind of a first impression view because again i didn't really look it up before we started recording just because i was focusing on other things for later on in this episode <laughs> but okay 
No, yeah. if that makes sense. I think I I think truthfully we don't know how it'll play out. That's why they're doing these two trial runs. I do understand that the appeal of saving the tires is a noble quest, shall we say? So I, I think it would just be interesting to see. We'll find out at the end of this weekend and we'll debrief it on next week's pod. Mm-hmm. One thing I did find out in doing this research was, as I said earlier, this is only the case if the track is dry. Yeah. Do you know why? Why they are, are allowed to move to free choice if the track is wet? Do you know what the reasoning behind that is? No, I'm shaking my head like this is a video thing. No. Hannah? It's, I'm, sh- I'm shaking on the details, but basically it comes down to safety you cannot allocate you must use a wet or you must use an intermediate you have to leave that to the teams and to the drivers and their safety so Mm -hmm. that's the reason it becomes free choice yeah that's the reason it became free choice when was the last time yeah sprint shootout in austria sprint shootout in austria that's why it became free choice because it was raining yeah but yeah you're basically right the reason behind it is safety if you were to try and go from like an intermediate tire to a hard tire in q1 for example it would be massively difficult to warm that tire up and you could see more crashes, see more like issues with it. Whereas the soft tire would give you a bit more grip. They talk about going from inters to slicks, don't they? I don't think I've ever seen them go from inters to hards or inters to mediums. It's almost always inters to soft because you get the grip from the bits that are sticky. Interesting. Yeah, it's a safety thing. That's all I have to say on the new qualifying format with the tires. Hannah, talk to us about Hungary. You've said already that it's a bit of a... a bit of an narrow track. Yeah, it's a bit of a more difficult track to pass on. Um, but it's it's hosted some very iconic moments, even in the last couple of years. So let's focus on the last couple of years, um, just because listeners might be more familiar with that, especially with social media today. But just in the last couple of years, it has hosted some firsts. Um, like I said, it is not a very highly anticipated track just because of its features. It is a very... Thin track. That being said, it is the cheapest ticket on the calendar. It's so supposed to be a great race it, as well. It's supposed to, yeah. It, it it's never not supplied some entertainment. That's for sure. I think it looks like a lopsided wine glass. It, it, yeah, it's about right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like lopsided cocktail glass? Maybe like one of the ones with a really short stem. You've got the little mm-hmm. bit down the bottom, and then you've got the up and sides, and one of them is already a little bit past its best sloping down slightly it's a good track there's no saying it's not the only issue is that it is it's one of those tracks that's a medium powered to downforce track mm. and the reason i say that you refresh me on what that means so power is speed downforce is mm-hmm. lots of turns okay um so starting from the start line shall we say you have this it's not uncommon i guess that it's a sharp turn at the very first you know you have spa and zanvort that are kind of similar um in that very first sharp turn i think zanvort is probably the closest into similarity um where it's just a really sharp u-turn and then you have you know your straights and then your turn your turny bits at the top so that's where your downforce comes into play it's not like i said and i want to rephrase i want to just restate this it is not a bad track in the slightest it has hosted some first it hosted and some great moments in 2021 esteban ocon's first win was there was some scandal and that made me very <laughs> there was upset definitely some scandal there was definitely some scandal but i'm mostly the one that comes to mind is seb getting kicked off the podium due to a disqualification um boo. yeah boo big boo that being said 2021 love or hate the season the drama had nothing to do with max or lewis for this one it's a good race to watch one if you haven't seen it 
definitely add this one to your bucket list of races to watch, particularly as I know you've got a soft spot for RSD Bestie. But it's definitely I do have a soft not spot. a boring race. No, actually not the first turn. No, I'm doing later today. <laughs> the first turn you will have seen memed, you will have seen clips. There is no way, and if you haven't already this week, you will see at some point before the weekend. There is no way you will not have seen a clip of the first turn. Okay, I'll report back. <laughs> That's what you do. Last year, though, we got the first poll for George, which is a very happy mm. moment for me. I, to be honest with you, I remember none of that. None of that session. All I remember is the very, very, very end and the very last radio message. I have no recollection of where people ended up. I feel like Max was down the order. I don't even think he was on the front row, to be honest with you. I think he had a grid penalty, potentially. Did he? St- was that one of the ones where he stopped driving because he had a grid penalty? He just got out of the car? Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I feel like something happened at that one. But I vividly remember I was sat in the exact spot I am sat in right now. And we both let out such a scream at George getting pole. Like, not dissimilar to the scream I let out when Lando took uh, P1 off the line last week. <laughs> I, because I think, and it's not that I'm like patriotically British or anything like that, because I'm not. I think I just like to see difference. I like to see people who aren't normally there being there. And so George getting pole, obviously Lando last week, like, I like those moments. I think I'd scream whoever it was. I think I'd scream if it was like Lance Stroll. Do you know what I mean? Just because I, I just love seeing things that are not to be expected. And that's no shade on Lance. I'm just, he's not up there with like my favorite. Lance drivers. does have a pole position. You know, I know, but I just mean, like, it's exciting to see things be a bit different and be a bit shaky. I'm honestly, I'm telling us to back up the track. Lance won a pole position in Turkey in 2020. The more you know. The more you know. The more you know. It was when it was BWT Racing Point, but he won in Turkey. He won a pole in position in Turkey. It was a really rainy, rainy qualifying session. Wow. I'm mind blown right now. That a boy Lance for that one. SD obviously won there in 2021. George took his first pole there last year. Two years ago as well, in 2021, was Williams' first double point mm-hmm. in Hungary. Um, so it's a trend that, you know, it, like, it seems to favour some of the slight underdogs a little bit. Are we even slightly optimistic that we might have a non-max win? Let's be honest here. Williams' double points, baby. Okay. As much as I would love for that to happen, mm-hmm. let's be honest. The only reason, and y'all can hate me for this later, that I'm going to state facts for a second before we become oh, Williams' so fangirls again... The only reason why they were not, they made double points is because they were at the back of the grid and avoided being a bowling pin. Oh my goodness. I know, like, Am I, I wrong? Know. I know. No, I'm no, not. No, you're so right. I won't hate Look, you for it. Let, me go, it's really let me go good. watch the race today and then I'll circle back. Yeah, yeah, you'll circle back. You'll understand You'll understand what Hannah means. And, and I got get all of that. All I'm saying is, is there a chance that there is going to be this is going to be a track that suits a non-Red Bull car based on the fact that it's sort of medium speed downforce track are there any cars that you've seen on the grid this year that that might particularly suit the ferrari maybe okay we know it's probably not going to suit the mclaren no because it's not this is not anything like silverstone at all no so but you think there's a possibility that it could suit ferrari where would the aston sit on this i'm trying to think of the tracks that they did well at thing is, is it's not it's not very similar to a lot of tracks that we've seen the cars at already like i said before the the most similar track just to the start finish line per se to this one is zenvort just for the shape which we haven't haven't seen that which we haven't been to yet 
the, hmm, I was gonna say Baku, but it's too blocky. The most similar to Baku would be Singapore, which we have not seen yet. We haven't been there yet. Mm-hmm. We haven't been to Japan yet. Would be another one that I would compare. Mm-hmm. So like, there's just not there's not any similar tracks in my opinion that we've been to that we could compare mm-hmm. it to to actually make an educated guess. Which is fine. That's exciting. This, is this a track that doesn't suit McLaren because of we don't know how the upgrades have impacted or downforce? Yes, okay. definitely in part. The other thing I would say is that they struggle with. Um, overheating mm-hmm. and Hungary is is hotter as well. So one of the things that we might see, and that would be the only, only reason I query the Ferrari comment, is because they seem to struggle with overheating as well. That's true. And so You're it right. would be possible mm-hmm. that at a hot climate like so maybe Mercedes. Hungary. I wondered about the Mercedes. I wonder if it might be a good track for them. I think we could end up seeing Red Bull miles off in the distance, and then potentially an Aston Mercedes fight, as we've seen for some of the earlier part of this year. Mainly just because I think the others will drop out if that makes sense, rather than because mm-hmm. they're necessarily good at it. I think they're just not as bad at it as potentially mm-hmm. the overheating issues that are caused by the Ferrari and the McLaren. I wonder whether Alpine could go all right this weekend as well. I know they've dropped off a little bit. Here's my question for you then. Where do you mm-hmm. think the Mercedes customer teams are going to end up? Well, McLaren have already said. So that's mm, McLaren, Williams, Aston? Yep. Yep. Aston, I think, could be fighting Mercedes for the P4 to 8 kind of situation. Um, McLaren, I think, will be low teens, but still teens. Um, Williams, I think, could be fighting McLaren. So you don't think that they're going to do well? I'm not sure they will do that well, no. I think it's just a bit mid-range. I think it would depend how the upgrades affect their performance. Because obviously, a lot of what I'm basing it on is cars at the start of the year. I don't think we've seen them on a downforce track since the upgrades. So, I mean, what do I know? So, could come back next weekend <laughs> and it be flipped on its head. The the, the uh, interestingly, I will follow all of that with qualifying will make a difference. And if the Mercedes can't heat up their tires fast enough to get out of Q one, they might struggle. I think some of it was some of that will impact it. Be hilarious. Yeah, it would be in a strict. It would be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, in a non-funny way, it would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like if, like, like this weekend, it will also be hilarious in a not funny way if Chucko doesn't get out of Q two again or Q three while Danny and Yuki battle and are up there. I mean, I'd find that hilarious in a hilarious way. It's a little bit of both, but it's a more so funny in the funny way. And now, realistically, just before we move on to sort of the final part of the today. Let's talk Daniel Ricardo. Obviously, we, we talked about him a lot last week. What are your guys' genuine expectations for this weekend? Low. Not Is that a self-preservation thing or a realistic thing? Realistic. Realistic. And the reason I say realistic mm-hmm. is because the times, like I said last week, the times that he's setting that they're measuring off of, we don't know if his sim times are in the AlphaTauri or in the Red Bull. I'm assuming they were in the Red Bull. Oh, gosh, I'm assuming they're in the Red Bull. And he'd set those track times in the Red Bull. Mm-hmm. So, which, even if they are sister teams, they don't act like it. It's not the same car. It's not the same car by any shot of the imagination. It's probably, sorry, Yuki fans, the, sm- the slowest car on the grid right now. Yeah. Okay. Full of these points. So... Kudos to Yuki for dragging it all the way to the points a couple mm-hmm. of times. But I really think that just like it took him a few rounds to get used to the McLaren, he's going to have to figure out how to drag it all the way to the points a few yep. times. It's going to take some time. I would not be surprised if we don't see him exit Q1 or Q2. Oh, gosh. I 
would be baffled for him to get out of Q1. Pleasantly, incredibly mm-hmm. pleasantly. But I can't but... see him finishing higher than P15. That's yeah. not his. That's not a him thing. That's a car thing. Unless mm-hmm. there are other people that, that go been, out and DNF. Getting but used it, to the car. Yeah. I think Yuki will outperform him for the first little while. And so I am so excited to see him this weekend. I'm so excited for the, the press content, the media content. But I think I'm partly as a self-preservation thing, trying to be quite measured about my reaction because he's in enough Terry. So, yeah. Any other bits on Hungry, Hannah? No, I think that's it. And if I miss them, I'm sure I will be reminded some point in time this weekend. But yes, happy second anniversary to Botas's run on Wee Bowling. And... um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no money in need to go and watch this. This Um, is another one of those things where, like, we're going to pause recording and you're going to go watch the race and then we're going to come back. (laughs) And then happy second anniversary to everyone's favorite George crying in happiness image. Oh my gosh. That's where the meme comes from? Yeah, this is where the meme comes from. His very first points in Formula One were this race. It took him two years to get there. Was it Alex and Lando mocking him in the background? Maybe, probably. That is friendship. 100%. It was Lando and somebody. I'm that sure. is the epitome of friendship. If, I don't feel like if it, it was Lando and Alex, Alex, that is friendship. I don't think it was Alex. It Alex wasn't Alex, on the grid. He wasn't driving, no. It was um, somebody. Anyway, you'll, if you find the clip, you'll be able to see it in the background. I think it's oh. Daniel, actually. That would be quite be Daniel. Okay. Other than that, as it is our 13th episode... Ooh. We thought we'd lean into something a little bit Taylor Swift themed, and if that's not your vibe, we respect that. It's not your fault that you're wrong, but you know. <laughs> <we're>... <laughs> Look, joking. Oh, everyone is literally battling for their lives for those tickets around the world. So this is for you guys. Yeah. This is this is our send off to you and our dedication to you. <laughs> Enjoy the war. We hope you come home safe. We thought we'd do a little bit of a Taylor Swift roundup of which drivers are which Taylor Swift song to us. Now, obviously, everybody has different relationships with drivers, not real relationships, very much how they interpret the drivers. Um, a lot of that's informed by many things, different like, social media clips, how we perceive the drivers. And so there are no right or wrong answers. So please don't come us if you don't like our opinion, you don't like our take on a driver. It is just purely a bit of fun and it is just purely our opinions. We've already kind of had a very brief conversation before recording and we know that I don't think we've agreed on any single one yet. So it's going to be fun. I don't think so either. But what we're going to do is we're going to go down the drivers in like constructor order, I guess. So I'm going to give you a driver and we're each going to say which song we would put that driver with. A little bit of an explainer if you want to. Some of them might not need it. Obviously, if you're a Taylor Swift fan, you may know some of the lyrics or the vibe of the song and be able to sort of get along with it. But starting us off, Mr. P1 himself, Max Verstappen. What song did you pick for him? So I literally sat and listened to basically every single Taylor Swift song. And I gave Max four songs, but the ones I would say are my top two are A Place in This World from her debut album and Dress. Oh, interesting. Can I ask why? Any explainer? Brief explainer. We're going to keep Very brief. Very brief. Okay. I forgot my reasoning for dress, but A Place in Those World is, was my number one. That's the first one I put for him. I don't know. It's just felt like something young Max will listen to as like oh. Formula One being his happy place and racing Aww. in general being his own happy that. place. And like where he finds himself is my reasoning. Cute. I love it. Hannah, did you have one for Max? I don't have songs for every driver. Because I make playlists as I go. 
Um, and sometimes they end up in there, sometimes they don't. Max had one. Max is, Max's villain era song is Picture to Burn. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I love it. I love it. I th- but this is what I mean. It's like we're all looking at different eras of a driver, different, like them at different snapshots of their life. So I quite like that they can be represented by multiple songs. We're only going to do one just for time's sake. I chose Red for Max which I appreciate might be controversial because most people want to stick red with a Ferrari driver but I think for me I just he's an intense guy he's he's a lot but I also think he's so multifaceted that I like giving him a song or a color that has so many different facets to it like the happy side the rage the the love the passion I I that strikes me as very max I actually think he's yeah, got a lot of got a lot more layers than maybe people would think. So that's what I picked for Max. I like how our songs from Max are just very, I guess, different sides of Max. Yeah, I quite like that too. That's what I mean. I think it's quite nice that you can have the different sides of of a driver shown through different people's interpretation of them. I like that. Checo. I struggled with this one. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. And the one I sold it for was Best Day, just because father vibes, and that's my explanation. Cute. <laughs> Cute. How did you have on Checo? I don't have one for Checo. I have not made a Checo playlist yet. Okay. I don't know if I... I just... I, I've been really bad at ma- about making playlists right now. But I don't even think he had a Taylor Swift song in the Roll Call playlist. So no, I don't have a single song for him. I found this one one of the harder ones to do. And then I struck on this song and I was like, mm, too savage, baby. Um, I picked Exile. Fair Ooh. enough. I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. Just the story of a Red Bull second driver, you know? Sorry, Checo. I hope it doesn't happen to you for what it's worth. <laughs> okay, Charles. So Charles, again, had multiple songs. Yeah, you pick one. And Pick one, pick one, pick one. Enchanted. Oh, okay. He would be so enchanting to me, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Any other explanation for it other than that? No, it's just cute and adorable. <laughs> oh, no. Hannah, surely Charles made it to a playlist. He was the first one. He was the one that inspired the oh, whole series. Ooh. He was the, he was the, the one that inspired the whole series. When I saw this clip of him, and he just looked like he wanted to kill a reporter. Like, if looks could kill, that reporter would be dead. Yeah. Okay, so that's where the Villain Eras series came from. He has a Villain Eras song, but he also has Roll Call songs. I'm going to stick with the Villain Eras songs because I feel like... It's funny. It's better and it's going to be different than mm-hmm. what you guys think Charles is. So he got I Did Something Bad. Ooh. Fair enough. Oh, I need him to enter his reputation here. I'm sorry. I need he it. Got, he got I Did Something Bad, but his regular T-Swift song is style. Interesting. Interesting. I can see I can see it. <laughs> I can definitely see it. We know, we know that we've both allocated style to different drivers, but I can see it. Absolutely see it for Charles. I <laughs> did something a bit mean. With Charles, Ooh, Ellie. I picked the one. <sighs> I'm sorry. I mean, my other option for him was teardrops on my guitar. So yes, wow. I just went for his. This I repeat from the conversation we had before. These are just songs he would listen to. Yeah, <laughs> I just think, particularly if I look at his season last year, it would have been fun if he were the one. Do you know what I mean? Like it would have yeah. been so nice mm-hmm. if he'd been world champion last year. It would have been so perfect, so fitting. I don't know what the future holds. I really want to hope happy things for Charles in the future. But, like, uh, I don't want to think that was his one chance. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that was why I picked that one. Sorry, Charles. I really think you're great. Mm-hmm. Can't last them. This one I also struggled with a lot. Like, I, for some reason, I could just couldn't do it. So I would have should have said no. I don't you know why. to go into Ferrari. 
Probably. Probably. I don't know. I guess we can have computer reason. I don't like him and Checo were the ones I struggled with the most with this. And I don't think they give off the a other, very yeah. Taylor Swifty vibe, do they? No. 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 Hannah, did you have one for Carlos? I don't have. I have songs for him, but they are not Taylor Swift songs. Um, okay. We are doing specifically Taylor Swift today, so. Yeah. If if to make it Taylor Swift related, it's dad's song, not mom's song. <laughs> yeah. Valid. So, and, and to be honest with you, that's, I just don't see him. If I had to pick one, it would probably be something from Fearless, but I don't know. Well, see, I picked Ready For It because I feel like he's starting to really build up his killer instinct and starting to give like not a lot of interest in what ferrari strategy is telling him and so i feel like i'm ready for it do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah oh mm. i just thought of one for checo sorry to backtrack oh god yes backtrack go ahead holy ground mm, yeah i can mm-hmm. see that i do like that one very under great song great song didn't she perform mm-hmm. it at the 2015 austin grand prix she might have the 2016 oh yeah she was there <laughs> Yeah, she performed at one of the Grand Prix. I thought it was 2015, so I thought it was pre-reputation, like the reputation era thing, which I know it was 2017, but still. Anyway. Sorry. Mercedes. Go ahead. No, fine, fine. Um, Mercedes. George. London boy. And I feel like that's <laughs> self-explanatory. Like, I mean, he's not from London, nah, but I'll give you. I know he's not from London, but you, you know what I mean. typing as Brits? Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joking. But yes, I see it. George got better than Revenge. George got better than Revenge in his playlist. Ooh. Oh, see, I definitely get that as well, but yes. Uh, George I got better than that. Revenge in I his playlist. That. Yeah. That's a nice one. Mm. I did, and I, don't, I do have conflicted feelings about this choice, but this is what I gave anyway. I gave George Love Story because I just feel like he's just quite classic. You know, the sort of thing where it's like everyone knows a George. Mm-hmm. And like, it, he's a very classic type, and Love Story is like, her classic song to me it's, it's one of the originals it's probably mm-hmm. most people if you say Taylor Swift would probably have heard Love Story as an original at some point and I just feel like George is quite classic I guess um, in his whole vibe so yeah and I also feel like the Mercedes arc has been a bit of a love story sitch for him too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sir Lewis Hamilton how does one typify Sir Lewis Hamilton into a Taylor Swift song can I just say but we tried. I feel like Lewis has many songs. <laughs> so many. And this is like so many songs. So many. Um, but I think I, I said for my top one was I didn't just want to keep going with a debut song. So I think I went with Sparks Fly for Sir Lewis Hamilton. Cute. Just because I feel like very much, I, depending on the person, like the gateway to a sport yeah. and for better or for worse, <laughs> it leads you to the sport. Fair enough. Hannah? He does not have any Taylor Swift songs in either playlist that I made for him, but I think if I had to pick Ooh. if I had to pick songs for him, the first one that comes to mind is Antihero. Mm, sure. That's I can I can song. really see that one actually. Also because I could definitely see mm-hmm. him leaving everything to Roscoe. <laughs> I could see him totally leaving everything to Roscoe. Because let's be honest, she's implying oh that she left everything to her cats. In that last, yeah. in that, in that bridge, she left everything to her cats, which I fully respect. Um, I picked for <laughs> Lewis. I picked "Look What You Made Me Do." It's a good one too. Ooh. Because I feel yes. like so much of what he's done has been like a giant f you, basically, to mm. so many people, and being like, "Look what you made me do!" Like you made me do all of this, even some of the Mercedes stuff. I just, yeah, it just fits for me. 
Um, look what you made me do. Plus, mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. I can see a Lewis villain era, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Okay, moving on to Aston Martin then. Fernando Alonso. I said me, because anti-hero is the obvious one. So I went with me, because I feel like, I don't know. Same Beth? vibe, but different. <laughs> Beth, Hannah? I'm currently sneak peek to any of the people who actually, any of our friends that actually listen to my playlist. I am working on a Fernando playlist right now. He does not have mm-hmm. a Heroes of Song yet. This can feel that. Right. So I don't have one for him quite yet. I really feel like he leans into Reputation or Midnight's, but I don't know per se. I'm not, I will fully admit now that I am not as versed in Evermore or Folklore as I probably should be. But he gives either, it depends on his mood. If we're going right. to go for his villain era playlist, which is the one that's in the works, we're going to say with Reputation or Midnight's. However, mm-hmm. when he's with Lance, he gives lover. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. So I don't know. I do feel like anti-hero is the obvious choice. So I tried to do non-obvious choice. I picked Better Than Revenge because I genuinely don't think there is. Like, I get that you said that for George, was it? Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I do lean into and I do really love, but personally i don't think there's anyone on the grid who does revenge better than uh fernando alonso fernando like he's a schemer and we love him for it but yeah i yeah i would not want to get on his bad side you know um let's roll them uh i went with stay beautiful off of debut cute yeah when I listen to it, I feel like if I was to be like, oh, it's a driver, Lance is the first one that comes to mind. Lance doesn't have one. Um, again, he's another one that's got one of dad's songs instead of one of mom's songs. Um, <laughs> but if I had to pick one for him, I think I would go with The Man. Interesting. Interesting. Because not because he doesn't have the opportunities, not because, you know, he's, you know, obviously he does. He has the money, whatever else. But people discount him so quickly. Sure. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I picked Mr. Perfectly Fine. Just That's a because good one. I think he's perfectly That's fine. That's a good one. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mr. Perfectly Fine. That, to me, sums up Lance. I've never entered a Lance era. I'm sorry. I do think he's very sweet and very lovely. Uh, but I've never, yeah, had like a wow Lance moment. So I just I just think he's perfectly fine. So that's all I have to say on that. Okay, moving on to McLaren then. Lando Norris. So obvious one, paper rings. Did not want to go with that. So I went with electric touch. I don't know why, just did. <laughs> no, fair enough. So I do agree with Paper Rings. Paper Rings is what he has on the roll call playlist. However, in this, in his villain era's playlist, is this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Ooh. What, because he's a child? Um, no, I'm joking. I love him. I think that fits him quite well. Mostly because I, like I was taking a shot at Russia, but it's okay. Yeah, the slow conversations <laughs> all out there in Russia. <laughs> Lando. My choice for Lando was one that I debated between using for him or for Lewis, but ultimately decided on um, Lando was New Romantics. Mm, I have it somewhere else. Mm. Mm, fair enough. Um, I just feel like it fits his vibe, like the whole young and having fun when new, like, you know, I mean, like bringing in like a bit of a new era and a new type of driver, I feel like that really fits with Lando. So, yeah. I decided not to be quite so soul-crushing about his uh, season at McLaren in some of my other choices, so that's what we went with. What about Mr. Oscar Piastri? Uh, Jump and Fall. I don't know if you guys know that one. I love that yeah. song. Love that song. Yeah. I don't know why. I just feel like it fits Oscar's personality. I feel like mainly because he's one that like you don't think is 
more so like his hilarious like him being funny and such it's like you just think he's quiet in there and then mm-hmm. the more you look into his past like past clips and stuff of him it's like oh he's actually really really funny and you end up yeah. falling in love with him as a driver and a personality that's cute i like that Hannah. he doesn't have a song um for me and i honestly do not know like i, I adore him I feel like he's just, like Vaughn said, he's very dry humor, very, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't actually take a chance and, like, get to know him, like, you have, like, you're gonna find out, you know, that he's a lot more than on the surface. I feel like it's a song that's gonna be represented by that. Fair enough. I picked Fearless, just because it's just, it's it's cute vibes, it's nice vibes, it's wholesome vibes. I just feel like Oscar gives all of that. Fifteen. Oh yes. See, that's what I mean. It's those kind of vibes. It's a fearless out. He's fearless album. If he was an album, he would be fearless. And I just feel like our three songs are often fearless for him. Yeah, I feel like if you were to go on a (laughs) date with Oscar, like first date, it would be very much one, like the vibe of one of those three things. He's and maybe it's his age. Maybe it's the age she was writing that. But yeah, it just tracks with that one for me. Okay, moving on then to Alpine Esteban Ocon. I went with Invisible from debut. Okay. Yeah, clearly you can tell my favorite album by this um, when it comes to T Swift. Um, I don't know. I just feel like he's someone that most people either love or hate and or don't pay attention to when it comes to the grid. Fair enough. I don't have a song for him. I don't have a song for him. I don't like. I don't pay attention to him enough. It's yeah. Fair enough. That's fine. I pick you on your own kid because he worked hard to get where he is, and I feel like he will have had moments like of being in rooms with people trying to make connections and all that kind of stuff and just yeah i just feel sad for him a little bit but he was you know on his own and i'm really happy that he's got to the grid and he's got friends and yeah i just like that i'm i'm here for it pierre pierre gasly um so i went with the super deep cut aka you can probably only find this on youtube which is i heart question mark but like actual ones on albums i said style fair enough i can i understand why you chose that one i can see it uh Hannah. I do not have a song for him, surprisingly. Um, like at all. I think I went more Ariana Grande, Dove Cameron for him in his playlist. Fair enough. <laughs> I picked with Pierre, I picked you need to calm down. Just because sometimes he says things in public and I'll mean that he maybe should not. Um and I know that's not entirely the vibe of you need to calm down, and I am no way saying that he is like homophobic or anything like that. That's not what I mean. But just in terms of you just need to calm down sometimes and not maybe not post videos of Carlos's of your onboard with Carlos on your Instagram story because maybe just not necessary. Okay. Uh, so that's unfiltered. Was okay. Yeah. He's he, it, this is, and that's what I mean. That's I where you can argue for look what you made me do. Yeah. I, I, and mm. I would see that. I think Pierre is a little bit in a reputation era at the moment. So sometimes also, can I just point out, I am going through these in order of constructors. Guess who's coming next? Seventh and the Constructors. Williams! Yes. So, Alex album. Okay. Originally, I did go with a deep cut for Alex, which is Odd Lie, which she, I hope she makes that uh, on the album for she does Terry's version of debut. But uh, I said, call it what you want with Alex. Just feel like it fits him. Y'all are going to disagree with me. Y'all are going to disagree with me so hard. <laughs> okay, great. I'm here for it. Go. I- I said new romantics. Mm, but I, I can see that. I can so see that. I can see and the same it. way that I said it for Lando. 
I said uh, State of Grace. State of Grace is such just a good because... song too. Oh. Dang. I, I think that's uh. it. Maybe it's just the fact that I love that song so much and I think it's underrated and sometimes I think Alex is really underrated as a driver except for how much Red Bull seems to be calling him at the moment um, which keep please me back off. Um, but yeah, I just love Alex. I do. Okay, Logan Sargent. Hannah's going to have a full I went with TM Mary's on song. Which is, I totally agree you. with. I completely agree with. Mm-hmm. However, in his villain playlist, <laughs> in his villain playlist, he got vil- vigilante shit. Ooh, Ooh, interesting. Because he's not here to please everybody else. He's here for himself. Yeah, which I respect. I like that take. Um, I chose gorgeous because of the accent line. Mm. You should take it as a compliment that I got drunk and made fun of the way you talk. Because if I met him, 100%, I would do an American accent. Basically. <laughs> I love you guys, but do you have any idea how difficult it is for me to do this podcast with you and not copy your accent? Oh, it's so right back at you. Yeah, like, <laughs> honestly, honestly, like I am trying my best not to incorporate my y'all into every sentence I say. <laughs> oh man. Okay, let's do the last few really, really quickly. Kevin Magnuson. Oh, I have the same okay. one for both of them. But uh, Kevin, what is Paul. it? Yeah. Okay. Getaway car. For Nico and Kevin. Mm-hmm. Getaway car. Fair enough. Bond doesn't Any look like she's approving. No, I didn't hear that. What? Getaway car. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Any reason? That's what uh, they are on the roll call playlist. I don't have a playlist for either of them individually. There huh? are a couple of songs that are for a couple of different people, and they are on there. I don't particularly re- particularly remember the reasons I made this playlist like two years ago. I started it two years ago, so. Fair enough. Mon, what were yours for Kevin or Hulk? Kevin, I said, hey, Steven, Hulk, I said, you all over me. Don't ask me why I just did. Fair enough. I said Starlight for Kevin, because just classic vibes. And by the way, congrats, Kevin, for becoming a dad for the second time. Agnes is very, very cute from the big picture. And I hope you're doing well. Obviously, like, he's going to listen to this podcast, lol. And then for (laughs) Hulk, I said Bad Blood, and I'm not sorry. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Valtteri Bottas. I said ready for it for Valtteri. Hannah, what did you say for Valtteri? I said we are never, ever, ever getting back together. And yes, Um, it is a shot fired at Mercedes. I'm sorry for burning that bridge. Please hire me. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like it. I like it. I I feel like he would lean into that as well. Do you know what I mean? I feel like he Mm -hmm. would back it. Oh, Um, yeah. I said for him, I said Lavender Hayes. Uh, because like he's just living his best life being the person he wants to be right now rather than like what people's perception of him is or what they want him to be that like people bring up his history and whatever mm. he's just like nah i'm doing my thing i've got a mother and a mustache deal with it so 10 points mm-hmm. love you so much Joe. i said superstar i said style Hannah? just because surface just as the surface is style i said style as well that was my one for him it's the only one we've ever the first one we've agreed on yeah, I said style for him just because I can just see him strutting down a catwalk to it, you know? Shout out to his Wembley outfit. Shout out to his Wembley outfit. Oh, that was such an outfit. Such a uh, look. Finally then, Alf Tari. So, our tiny king, Mr. Yuki Tsunoda. I said endgame for Mr. Yuki Tsunoda. I like that. I'm seeing a lot of people say 22. So I'm going to go with 22. Yeah, I said 22. And it's unfortunate that he's now 23. Because it fits so much better. But 22 is his driving number. <laughs> but you know what? His driver's number. Yeah, it's his driving number. And I just think it's happy energy and he's a happy guy. If she'd written a song about food, I'd have picked that. Mm-hmm. But to my knowledge, none Facts. of her songs are about food. And then finally, Mr. Daniel Joseph Ricardo. Typify him in a song for me. 
I said I'm only me when I'm with you for Mr. Danny Rick because I feel Aww. like that this is energy. That. I so he doesn't have any official songs from me, but I would pick Tim McGraw. Interesting. I picked Out of the Woods because I really hope we are out of the woods. <laughs> Fair enough. Tim McGraw's um, a great one for yeah, him. That was my I mix song, like was Tim McGraw. Mm, nice. Okay, so before we wrap up, I do have... You guys did all the songs. I did the I did the teams as eras. so... I'm excited for I kinda this. I kind of want to see if you guys... I kind of want to see if you guys know, like, or agree with this. I did, you know, some research, looked it up, moved things around, because I don't necessarily agree with some of them. But just very quickly, because we are running out of time, and then we'll get thoughts, very quick thoughts. I put Haas's debut, because it's the country, the mm-hmm. pure country album. They're the one American team. Alpine is fearless. Williams is speak now. Ferrari is red, for obvious reasons. Williams is speak now because it's a very raw, bare album that is, they were in their heyday, and now they're reminiscing back. So back to December is like one, is like the biggest fallout. Uh, McLaren is nineteen. Did you say Alpine for fearless? Yes, I did. Interesting. Um, McLaren is nineteen eighty nine. Very fun, young, bubbly. Reputation. Mm-hmm. This is one I disagreed on with all the research that I did. I put them. I put Red Bull as Reputation. Okay. Ooh. Interesting. Um, Aston Martin. I put as Lover. Okay. A lot of quintessentially London boys on that album. Yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of it was actually recorded in the UK. That so was the British album. Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did agree again. Like I said before, I don't really have a lot of to say or know a lot about lo- folklore or evermore so the ones that i found the most that people agree with was alfa romeo is folklore alfa tori is evermore because alfa tori has a little less pizzazz than folklore yeah okay that leaves mercedes as midnights they've broken records they're reminiscing on their heyday interesting interesting i would definitely you feel like i would change some of them williams and alpine no yeah williams and alpine because i would say and this is just personal opinion don't hate me for this personal preference fearless outstrips speak now by a country mile. like fearless to me there's a reason that she re-recorded it sooner and that's because it's better in my opinion and that's just my opinion i just prefer it um as an album and i prefer williams (laughs) um and i don't know i just feel like there's more iconicness to fearless than i do speak now like you've got love story you've got fearless you've got forever and always you've got uh i can't think of any more right now but something like, fall i don't know yeah exactly i think that but maybe that's just personal preference and how i identify with the albums most of the rest i'd agree i'd flip on mercedes and red bull and i think but i'd flip on them on different days some days i'd be like yes mercedes is midnights and red bull is reputation the way you've explained it i would totally agree but there'd be the, the other days where i'd be like no mercedes is reputation and red bull is midnights so I think it could go either way. But again, I think some of that's personal preference. Mon, your thought? Not really. I feel like I agree with basically most of those. There's not, probably if I said anything about it more, I would probably be like switch some of them, but not right now that I can think of. Like debut is like obviously my favorite album as we learned. Um, But I feel like that's definitely Haas just because, just because right. it's like, I can't see Haas as any other era. They're also they're the newest team, album. right? They're the, they're the team with the shortest history. Yeah. So it kind of fits, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, there you go. I hope you enjoyed our trip down Taylor Swift memory lane. Please, if you have any thoughts or questions or comments or you want to grossly disagree with us, please do. Please come talk to us. We love that. But otherwise, all that's left to say is thank you for joining us on this momentous 13th occasion. Happy weekend. Enjoy Hungry. We'll see you all soon. Bye. 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 
Thank you so much for listening. If you've got any questions on anything we discussed today, or there are topics you'd love to learn about with us in the future, then we would love to hear from you. You can get in touch on Instagram at prettygirlf one Club and on Twitter at PGF1C, or follow us on TikTok at PGF1C. See you soon.